Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, I don't know what God called me to do what I was doing. He was a successful pastor, but somebody else had a tent, you know, and holding healing meetings. He said, I just said, if he can do it, I can. And I wrote it down right then, that man will die young. He did. I said, I wrote it down right then. Made a note of it. I said, he's out of his office in somebody else's office. That's dangerous. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer, which includes the message you will hear today. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. When you're only in the permissive will of God, you can't claim God's best. You want me to explain that to you? All right. God did not want Israel. That's his perfect will. He didn't want Israel to have a king, did he? Told him so, didn't he? I said, didn't he? They wanted one, though, didn't he? So God said, okay, go ahead. You can have one. But things never did go right for them. Perfectly right anymore. They never were the perfect will of God anymore. They suffered as a result of it. Don't mean it's lost, but they suffered. Are you listening to me? Oh, I know. I've been just in, in the permissive will of God. And I've been in the perfect will of God. I'm going to stay there. Now, you can do what you want to. If you want to flounder around out there. Somebody said, how can you tell whether you're in the perfect will of God or not or just in the permissive will of God? Well, I don't know. This is a crude illustration, but here's what I came up with. It's sort of like washing your feet with your socks on. <laughs> Do you ever wash your feet and your socks on? You can tell something's not right, can't you? It don't feel right. It don't act right. You out there? I see some of you are. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Look on the inside of you in your spirit. If it's like you washed your feet with your socks on, you get busy. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you got it, some of you didn't. Well, don't throw it away because you didn't get it. It might come in handy one of these days. Amen. That's the reason he said some ministers never lived their full length of time out, you see. Many of them never took time really to seek God to see what does he have for me. I think some of them just intentionally intruded into somebody else's office. You see, because the Lord said that to me, because of what he had said to me then years uh, sometime later when I became associated with the voice of healing and all we healing ministers would have a convention each year and we'd talk among ourselves and, and, and I remember one minister particularly see and I made a note of it he said well I don't know what God called me to do what I was doing he was a successful pastor but somebody else had a tent you know and holding healing meetings he said I just said if he can do it I can and I wrote it down right then that man will die young he did I said I wrote it down right then Made a note of it. I said, he's out of his office in somebody else's office. That's dangerous. You see, in the Old Testament, if you intruded where you oughtn't to be, you'd fell dead instantly. That was under law. Under grace, you can get by sometime for several years, but sooner or later, it'll catch up on with you. Don't mean you're lost. Don't misunderstand me about that. But you see, if you're not over there where you should be, you can't claim the full blessings of God. Are you listening to me? Amen. Well... Uh, that, that might help some of us. I don't know. I think there are some. And in the process of time, in the future, it might help you. And, and so I began to see what he's talking about. I said, now you mean now when I left my last church, you, I, you, I entered into the first phase of my ministry? Now see, now when he's talking to me, I had been gone for about 18 or 19 months from that church. Yeah. And he said, you were in the first phase of your ministry for one year from, from February 
of 49 to January of 50. See, January is the 12th month. And in that first phase of your ministry, think about it. Been preaching all those years, just didn't got in the first phase of ministry. In that first phase of your ministry, you were unfaithful. Oh, boy, that's it. <laughs> I began to holler and grab my stomach, said, Lord, you hit me a low blow. It just felt like somebody <clears throat> hit me in a low blow with their fist. Lord, I said, you hit me a low blow. No, he said, that's just it. You were unfaithful. You were disobedient. You didn't do what I told you to do. You did not fully obey me. And my, that's the reason I had a struggle. I'll tell you, if we'll stuck up sometime, there's reasons why we're struggling. You're out there, you're going home. Don't quit me now. Amen. What a, what a fight. What a struggle I was in. That whole year. Financially, nothing would go right. Went in the hole every single month financially. Debts piled up on me. Friends had to go on my note to help me borrow money to keep going in disobedience. <laughs> come on, some of you are getting it. Some of you later on, it'll, it'll, it'll come to you. You'll get it finally. <laughs> Amen. And, and so you were disobedient. Now, Lord, I said, you know, here I go to arguing with him again. Now, now, now I, I obeyed you. I left, you, you said leave the church. I left the church. You said go out on the field. I went out on the field. Yeah, he said you did all right, but you didn't. While you was out there, do what I told you to do. I didn't minister the way he said minister. And you didn't tell the people what I told you to tell them. And you were unfaithful. And you know, I began to see what he was saying was so. And I just fell at his feet again. I'd already fallen at his feet once and put my hands on his top of his feet and my head on my hands and said, Oh, God, forgive me. You're right. I didn't realize that. See, you can miss it sometime not realize it, friends. I thought just because I went, that's obeying. Well, not necessarily. That just may be partial obedience. You got to do what he said do. <laughs> Amen. And I said, Forgive me. Forgive me. And you know, that's... The Lord taught me another good lesson. You know, you just keep on. He said, if we confess our sin, he's faithful just to forgive us. So he just flatly and plainly said, all right, I forgive you. Stand up on your feet and hush. Just, just very plain, flat-like. You know, I think if a lot of folks would just keep a crying, keep a hollering, keep a hollering, Lord, forgive me, and keep on. If they, if they could really get sense enough in the spirit to listen, he'd be saying the same thing to some of them. Shut up. I, I forgave you the first time you asked me. Because I told you I would. He did, didn't he? His word. So now get up and go start listening. I'll tell you something else. But they stay there, you know. Keep on crying, begging, squalling, getting nowhere. So I got up. Now then, he said, in January, January the 19th, 1950. Did you know in January the 19th, 1950 was a Thursday? <laughs> now I knew some of you folks would want to know that. That's the reason I told you. Anybody ever ask you, you know now. January the 19th, 1950 was a Thursday. Oh boy, I remember it. I'll not go into detail about it. But at that time, you entered into the second phase of your ministry. And the second phase of my ministry was from January 19, 1950 to September the 3rd, 1950, which was about a seven-month period, you see. And he said, during, in that period of time, you were faithful. You did what I told you to do. You obeyed me. Now it's time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And if you 
will be as faithful in this third phase of your ministry was in the second phase of your ministry. Then the time will come when I'll appear to you again and I'll speak to you again. And you'll enter into the fourth phase of your ministry. Now let me stop long enough to say something here before I get into this. Uh, the Lord can say something you can put your own interpretation on it. We're, we, 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 we're all guilty of doing that. I've done it. I think any human's done it. Then you got into confusion, not over what the Lord said, but over your interpretation. That's where the confusion was. I was relating this same vision, uh, another part of it, in 1962, see, 12 years after it happened, in Houston, Texas, in the church. And right in the middle of it, as I was relating, I saw that I had misinterpreted part of it. And I said to the crowd, dear God, dear God, 12 years. And I've been saying all this 12 years. And the Lord didn't say that at all. That was my interpretation I was putting out. Here's what he said. And I missed it. And so I just fell flat, on, just fell down behind the pulpit and started repenting. Said, dear God, forgive me. Dear Lord, forgive me. And while I was praying, I was like Peter praying on the housetop there. Power of God came on me and knocked me flat on the floor. I fell over. You know, it said Peter fell into a trance. You know, the New Testament is written in Greek. The Greek literally says he fell over bodily. So I fell over bodily behind the pulpit and had another vision. The Lord shows me about the move we're in now, what we call the charismatic move, where the, where the revival was coming and so on. And I saw myself preaching in different churches. Then I, up to that time, I'd preached only for, for full gospel churches. But I saw myself preaching Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, even Roman Catholics. And I've done it. Amen. Praise God. And thank God for that. Now, uh, it's very easy to do that. To put your interpretation on a genuine experience. And we need to be careful. We need to learn the way of the Spirit. And to be careful when we tell somebody something, we're not telling them our interpretation instead of what the Lord actually said. Right here in Tulsa, one of the full gospel pastors was telling me, we were talking about this, and he said we were in some special meetings. And the man that was coming to hold a special meeting was an older minister, somewhere I suppose in his 60s. And, 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 and just before he was to come to his meeting, his wife took real sick. And, and so he didn't want really come, but his wife said, well, they've got advertisement out and everything, and I'll be all right. We prayed and believed God, and I'll just be all right. You go ahead. So he came and started the meeting. Now, having two services a day, he had a, a day teaching service at 10 o'clock in the morning, preaching service at night. And so uh, they were, uh, the, the morning service was over. The call had come in while I was in the service, and and the pastor told me, he said, me and the, the, this special speaker and two or three other visiting ministers, about five, six minutes all together, we were standing around talking and the secretary came out of the office and, and, they, and, and gave him the call. They had, his wife had took suddenly worse and they'd rushed her to the hospital. And so he read that, you know, and, and, and this pastor said, and I said, well, let's just all, all we ministers just kneel down here and pray for her right now. So we all got on our knees and started praying. And we were praying. We'd all been praying for several minutes. And, and there's one young man there. He was the youngest one of the group. Just a, He wasn't a pastor. He's just a, an evangelist. Just a very young man. And he felt like God spoke to him. And he got up, you know, and these other fellows all praying, four or five of them out loud, said, wait a minute, man. Wait, 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 wait. The Lord spoke to me. So they all stopped. And he said, the Lord said, she's all right. So thank God she's healed. Well, they all standing around rejoicing, praising God. And the secretary came out and said, she had died. They just phoned she'd passed away. Well, they all started looking at that young man. He said, I, I don't understand. He said, the Lord says he's all right. She must be healed. The pastor said, oh, no. No, wait a minute. The Lord didn't say she healed. He said, she's all right. He said, how about all right can you be and be in heaven? I mean, 
I mean, you can't be any more all right than that, brother. See, that's, that's what the Lord said. He said the Lord said she's all right. So he interpreted that to mean the Lord said she's healed. The Lord said she's all right. Stop praying. Well, thank God she was all right. Gianca said you can't get any better than all, than in, any more all right than in heaven. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. If you've been enjoying the series we featured this week, then you'll want to get the entire six-CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six-CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And if you would like to send us an email, you can send us your praise reports and your testimonies yes. or just whatever here. You can go media at rhema.org, mm-hmm. media at org, and we want to know what God's doing in your life. It inspires us. That's right. Help Rama reach out to the communities in Oklahoma that have been so devastated by the recent tornadoes. Give a financial gift online today at rhema.org slash relief or text aid to 28950 and give a gift via your smartphone. Message and data rates may apply. Again, that website is rhema.org slash relief. Thank you for helping Rama bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.